You're listening to The Angry Masons, building the world's hottest podcast, brick by brick. And now here are your hosts, Vice, PDP, and Hendershot. Welcome back, Angry Mason Nation. It's episode 53, and this week we'll be welcoming a new ham, discussing some wacky news, and we visit with our basketball correspondent, Jake. Ryan, PDP, welcome back, fellas. What's up? It's your boy, Big P. What's up? <laughs> it's the man, okay? Henry Shot, and uh, Dan. You know, we said that this was the year of the ham. Ham! That's true. We did say that. And uh, while this next individual, well, ain't Little Debbie, but he's pretty hmm. fucking close. And he does have a sweet <laughs> rapper name. Yep. And he can twerk. Come and knock on our door. And now, from the mean streets of the L-Dub, our newest honorary angry mason, Roper J! What it up? <laughs> What's up, man? Welcome to the show, Roper. What's up, Rope GZ? Good to be here, I think. Absolutely. Glad to have you on. It's, uh, we've been trying for a little while, and we finally broke you down. Yeah, we have mentioned you, I'm sure, on the show a few times and issued our invitation for you to appear. So we are thrilled that you're here. So welcome. My nipples are half erect. It's true. Half? And if I had pants on, I would take them off. Half erect. One is fully erect and one is not at all. Right. The other is like an innie. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's gross, you freak. (laughs) It's a medical condition. Uh-huh. So, uh, Roper, I know everybody is wondering, how did this guy meet the Angry Masons? So, uh, why don't you tell us, uh, you met Ryan first, how'd that happen? Well, uh, we were up in Gainesville, and I uh, worked at a beautiful bar called the Salty Dog Saloon. Salty and, Dog! Uh, one day I come in to work my shift, and I look across the bar, and I see Ryan there in all his glory. It was big great. and beautiful. <laughs> I immediately was smitten by him. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah, and after that, we got in some bar fights and talked to some bitches and nice. yeah, did some other did things. Um, Why do I have this like, vision of Patrick Swayze? Like, you know, oh, 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 yeah. It's fucking Roadhouse and shit. No, Ryan was in there, man. He took down one dude by himself, this dude that was raging on something. Hold on, hold on. First off, we're talking about a fight. Talking about a fight. <laughs> Okay, now proceed, please. Oh, you want to talk about the fight? Oh, I was talking about <laughs> some of the other stuff. <laughs> but no, Ryan took a shot to the eye. Uh, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, this time I'm talking about the fight. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, but he took it like a man and um, took yeah, the guy out, basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what you did to him, but good job. I mean, I just. He jumped the bar and I just beat him off. Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, now I'm doing it. Is that what happened in the, what, what, then what happened with the eye? Was that part of the beat off? 
Oh, boy. Um, let's move we on. We have gone right off the rails early today. Yeah, he was bartending at Salty Dog. I was uh, starting off as a bouncer, worked my way to the bar back. And uh, it wasn't until I was a bar back that he actually invited me to hang out at the after parties. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he was a bitch before status. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah elitist. <laughs> hey, that's no, but you know most sense. of them bouncers, though. I mean, would you have hung out with any of them? Oh, no. No. No, I was a different kind of bouncer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were letting all the underage girls in, but... I mean, not intentionally. You just didn't ask for their identification. <laughs> what am I, a nerd? Yeah. <laughs> unintentional <laughs> was there like a line like a hot club and you got to pick who could go in and who had to stay outside oh, during football season oh, man that's just crazy fucking crazy bro falling out the windows It'd be the bar would be like four deep because they were like right across the street from yeah, the university yeah. and you ever uh tell your audience about the nature boy no, being at no. the uh home games no in the bar next door to us the nature boy rick flair yeah yeah, we would hear it uh, every time the Gators would score a touchdown. You'd hear, Woo! and then a whole a whole bar full of people screaming after him. It was the really? bar right next door. To our, we had a, a dive dank bar, and the only bar like danker than ours was a place called Balls right next door. And for some reason, that was Ric Flair's favorite hangout for the home games. And you'd always hear, every time they'd score, you'd hear, Woo! and then a whole room full of people following him up with a big woo. Yeah, he was a big Gators fan back in the yeah. day. Did he did he have a some kind of allegiance to the school? Not that I know of. I think he just liked the the nice fucking school. swag, bro. Nice. For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, nice. now we know a little bit more about uh, how Roper J found his way into the company of the Angry Masons. Uh, Ryan, PDP, uh, we haven't talked to you in a little bit. Uh, Ryan, how how are things going? Well, Dan, I just in the mail got my med card. Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Congratulations, and how high are you? Uh, no, Dan, it's high. How are you? Thank you. I'm well. Oh, how are you? I see. I I must have been confused by that. Well, that's a big moment for you. Congratulations. Yes. Now I can fix my problems that the doctor says I had, but was very ambiguous about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Do you feel like a different person now? You've you've got this med card. Um. Only when I'm driving around with something in my pocket. <laughs> oh, okay. Now there's some... Uh... I get out of jail free card, I feel like I okay, have. Okay, you yeah. got it. You're like, pull over. I got a golden this. ticket. Yeah. Nice. Well, congratulations. Good, baby. Good for you. I hope all those problems go away quickly. Thank you. Yeah, all right. PDP, how you been? Not too bad. Just working. Not Nothing really too crazy as... Getting a medical card. I like that. <laughs> Jealous much? I am. I got problems too, man. <laughs> you need to see a doctor, PDP. I do, but the doctor I go to is at the VA. They don't solve those types of problems. I mean, you got to find another doctor just for this. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and kind of you, so. you, pay, you pay them and they see you for five minutes and you leave with a prescription. I like that. Yeah. That's at least that's how it works here. In Colorado, that's what I've what I've heard anyway. Well, well, you've been working a lot, and actually, I am no longer furloughed. I am back to work, guys. Yes, nice. You have the same job, or actually, now I'm in charge of marketing. Believe it or uh, not, marketing. Huh? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. So I basically run the Twitter and the Facebook account, 
and uh, coordinate the distribution of new films to all the different locations and a bunch of boring junk. But uh, more importantly, it means a roof over my head and more money to spend on the car. Yes. Do you, is it less travel for you? I work out from home, so basically I wake up five minutes before I have to be at work, oh, walking to my awesome. den, and I go, here I am, clocked in, ready so to go. So you're ready for a road trip. Yeah, pretty road much. Road trip? Yeah. Who's going on a fucking road trip? Me, you, Rope. Nope. <laughs> what are you he just opted now? out of your fantasy no. right from the start. Well, he's in, he's in. Who are you now, Noper J? I know, he's in. No, don't listen to that, he's in. I've always been Noper J. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be kind of like a, like a Partridge Family thing, right? Oh, like for sure. Oh, we're painting up. Tour the country, do some podcasts in between. Yes. Rubber could be like the Susan Day character. Yeah, be like the mom, and I'd be Danny Bonaducci. Wait, what? Wait, why are we? <laughs> yeah, but Danny Wait, Bonaducci in his forties. Oh, oh, but he's looking angry, alcoholic, Danny yeah. Bonaducci. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, doesn't that sound familiar? Me, the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that fits. Except okay. for the. I don't have red hair because I have a soul. Sorry. Well, if you look at the percentages of demographics. I only say that because I had <laughs> I had a, a red-headed lover, and she literally tried to consume my soul. One oh, by the um, fucking time. She clearly was oh, the devil. Oh, boy. Uh, and but to be fair, sometimes yeah. she did try to suck it out of my cock. So. Whoa! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, she was the worst. Damn. Yeah. Wow. She was pretty evil. Oh, I only said that because no. you had to hear us. I was, I was so nice to her, and she not one single time... Mm-hmm. Actually, it was nice back to me. She didn't have Thank the capability you. to. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Rob. You know, you know how lovable I am. Oh yeah, oh, this like is a little exactly cuddly. The yeah, most lovable of lovables. I know. I'm always building people up to tear them down. Yeah, right. I mean, what's more? <laughs> and if I have enough time, I build them up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <there's laughs> if I got time the time. day, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm just glad that there's someone else on the show who has met Ryan's ex-girlfriend and can agree with me, dude. Because I feel like the asshole constantly saying that she was a ice queen, dude. Her at her best, she was the worst. Boom! Oh my gosh! (laughs) At your best, you are the. She was like a fun black hole. She just sucked all the fun right out of the room as soon as she walked into it. Yeah, fun black hole. Wow, what did this turn into? Fucking episode fifty-three shit on Ryan's ex. (laughs) But the euphemisms for girlfriend. Oh, that's awesome, right? I had to hear the loud, angry sex between him and her. Oh, yes. oh my god, and the furniture oh, being thrown crazy. around. And like, oh, damn. Was, oh, no, I'd have to leave the room and go into my room and like turn up everything I had as loud as I could. Oh, shit. all of your stuff TV, yeah. radio, I every source I had, I turned it up as high as I could. I love making was a contest of wills, <laughs> contest of wills. I'd be shit falling <laughs> off the walls. I mean, it was. <laughs> Uh, well then that took a dark turn <laughs> good did Brian we have a tradition whenever we have a new ham and that's four questions and one to no one we're going to ask you the same first question we ask all of our uh, honorary angry masons aka hams Ham. imagine we're in a parallel universe where coronavirus isn't a thing and you're in a bar and all of your friends are chanting, shot, 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 shot. What you shooting? Uh, whatever they're buying. 
<laughs> nice answer. <laughs> yeah, that is. He's Probably thrifty. Yeah. But if I have to pay and choose uh, a nice high-end tequila oh, excellent. or fruity girly mm. shot. Oh, I'm not, <laughs> I love the difference of the dichotomy. I remember uh, the Salty Dog had a little daiquiri bar yep. that he was running. Uh-huh. It was not a daiquiri bar. It was no. a... It was Robert a uh, <laughs> margarita tequila bar oh, that yeah. had fresh fruit. Oh, nice. make all the frozen stuff for the Rupert, chicks. Rupert's say, my kind of drinker. Like... Tequila and fruity drinks with umbrellas in them. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah your yeah, girl those are the best. <laughs> hey, that's probably where hey. we met a lot of girls, though. That is yeah, true. Yes, I did. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so Dan, please with the uh, next question. So uh, let's just say, hypothetically, you are prosecuted for all your crimes against humanity and sentenced Hmm. to death. You're on death row. It's your last night on Earth. What is your last meal? Um, Definitely scallops, because that's my favorite seafood. Uh Um, And then a whole bunch of Taco Bell. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Taco Bell is your final meal, huh? Good chalupa. I mean, no, if it's your uh, final the, meal, you might as well just mix well, it up in the stomach. You only have till November 5th to get the Mexican pizza. I mean, you're not going to be alive for what comes out of your ass anyway, mixing all that together. No, that's someone so. else's problem. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I'll get one of everything and just take one bite out of each thing, and you get that whole flavor smorgasbord. <laughs> and top it off with the scallops. <laughs> I want a fucking Doritos Loco scallop taco, bitch. But if they can't afford that, then I'll get a nice ribeye mid-rare. <laughs> they can't afford <laughs> they that. They can't afford Taco Bell. <laughs> we cannot afford Taco Bell. This we is the state, man. They got all the money. <laughs> You're going to have to knock it down a little bit. <laughs> we'll get you some fucking Arby's. <laughs> you can have Top Ramen. <laughs> Roper J, you actually were a high school ladies basketball coach back in the day. Um, what are some of your best experiences from that time well the first year i coached the boys jv team and um, i learned from them that they were quite stupid as most <laughs> high school teenage boys are and they couldn't learn anything so you couldn't run much of your playbook for them because uh, they couldn't even get the basics down uh, but the girls teams like they actually paid attention they didn't think they already knew everything and they learned very quickly run through everything once or twice and during the games, lo and behold, they ran the plays. And I um, mean, we were still terrible and lost a lot, but, you know, at least it was nice to, you know, actually see them doing the things that you taught them. Now, this is, you know, about 20 years ago. Um, what was it like trying to mentor young women being a uh, Caucasian male such as yourself? A sexy one at that. Um, wow. Well, I, mean, I can't, I can't reveal all my techniques. Uh, that but, doesn't sound creepy at all. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I didn't try to. Maybe you should be a no. little more transparent right now. Yeah. Don't reveal anything. No, I didn't uh, try to mentor them on anything. Uh, just basketball. <laughs> I didn't care what happened to them outside of the game. <laughs> wait a minute. That goes against every sports movie I've ever seen. You're supposed to get oh, involved in their yeah. personal lives. No, this is the real. Counseling. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Plus, if you start doing that shit, you got to deal with their parents. Yeah. And I had a, I had a no parent policy. Like, I wasn't, talk- <laughs> I wasn't talking to them at all. Look, no motherfucking parents up in this motherfucker. Did you ever fucking yeah. pull a Bobby Knight and throw a fucking chair at a motherfucker? 
Not the girls, because uh, like I said, they actually, you know, listened. The boys, I would, in the locker room, I'd slam down and break the clipboard. I'd, like, throw down the chalkboard thing, and I'd get all over them. <laughs> Didn't do any That's good. Awful. They still sucked, but, you know, it was fun to, like, you know, see the shock looks in their face when yeah. I'd be cussing them out. I feel like we should put a screenplay together, oh, Roper J. High school basketball coach. Yeah, ladies high school basketball is either too old or dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gene That's what I'm saying. Play About play. real coaching. Not just <laughs> yeah, play yeah. but make believe shit. Yes, and the tagline will be like the coach who didn't care. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you guys come from behind yes. and win the championship on a, as the buzzer expired? No, do the they were <laughs> they were horrible. They were horrible. It was like you know, you get one win out of every eight games Ooh, that bad. Wow. Oh, they, yeah. they were bad. We basically had one girl that we just gave the ball to, and she scored a lot. And then everyone else just, you know, ran around. <laughs> it's like wow. the bad news bears, but never get better. <laughs> Actually, when I coached the JV, we started out our first 10 games. We were 9-1. and one. And uh, we had this great little freshman point guard that was just a natural. Like, he would just – you know, make things happen. He, you know, behind the back passes, could shoot, drive. I mean, the dude was amazing. And then we had some injuries on the varsity. So the coach took him, moved him up to varsity for about five games till the guys that were hurt came back. And then he just benched him and he sat on the end of the bench, not playing for the rest of the year. And the new point guard that I had couldn't even get the ball past half court without getting it stolen. <laughs> so rest of the season, we only won like five games. Oh, um, so, yeah, we actually we would have had we had the best JV team in the county up until that point. Nice. Sounds like somebody was jealous. No, it was. It was. It was that coach's last year, and um, he's the one that got me into it through another friend of mine. Uh, Ryan knows him, a guy named Marna, <laughs> and uh, he was teaching there. So, uh, yeah, but he was like really spiteful, and like he had a lot of trouble with some of the players and uh, the families of the players. Like they'd come up and send people up to try to beat him up and shit because one of the players wasn't getting enough playing time or something. I mean, Damn. so he, yeah, so he was done. Like he was doing almost everything to belittle these guys. And um, I think it's important here to, to notify the audience that this did occur in North central Florida. So <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this yeah. poor kid though, he, he would come back to me in practice and I mean, literally crying and begging me, please get me back on a JV. I just want to play please. And I'd go to the coach and I'm like, come on, just, Send him back down to me. Let me, let me, and he wouldn't do it. Just sat him on the bench all year long. What an ass. Yeah. This kid had a lot of talent too. Well, still bitter about it years later. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, it really, yeah. That, that's the only thing about the whole experience that bothered me was that because, you know, it wasn't me. I mean, I didn't give a shit, but it was that poor kid, you know, that was giving his all, you know, playing hard. And this poor kid grew up to be. LeBron James. Oh, and now you know the yeah. rest of the story. And and he learned it all from me. <laughs> for the movie, it turns out the coach really does care. <laughs> right? That's the heartwarming ending. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I cared about him as, you know, people, oh. but not as players. <laughs> all right, you know what? We write this for television, Emmys for everyone. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. This is a Lifetime Network show, a movie if I've ever fucking heard of. I mean, oh, isn't sure. really just a remake of The White Shadow? <laughs> yeah, but this one's with girls. Oh, all right. All right, well, it's time for one to know on. So, Roper, 
What makes you so happy-go-lucky? Fuck you. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you ask me something like that? Yes. And this is why we love Robert J. <laughs> I refuse to answer on pr- p- principle. All right. Good. Now, He's pleading uh, the fifth. I think we need to circle back to something because we're calling him Roper J. Uh, his theme song was the theme, the theme song to Three's Company. Company yeah. So, Roper, please explain how you got the name Roper in and of itself. All right. Um, when I lived in Orlando as a kid, uh, my sister, who was older than me, hung out with some older kids in the neighborhood, and we're always running around getting in trouble. And I was, I was young, though. I was probably only about seven or eight. Um, and for some reason, one of them, you know, looked over at me and I guess had a goofy grin on my face, like Mr. Roper always had when he was perving out and peeking <laughs> in people's windows. Yes. Really, the show's in the seventies, man. I mean, they, you couldn't do that nowadays. Oh, no way. Um, but anyway, so they, you look just like Mr. Roper, yada, yada. Didn't really stick at the time. But then when I moved, uh, to where I went to middle school and high school at, you know, we're all hanging out, me and a bunch of my friends, and my sister uh, brought that up again, you know, to try to, oh, you know, sibling. make fun of me, I guess, or whatever sisters do, <laughs> teasing me. And so after that, my friends just started calling me Mr. Roper, and it was shorted down to Roper or Rope or Rope-a-Dope. Uh, of course, my rap name was Roper J. That's what I'm known in, known in the streets as. Um, yeah, but, that's how I know you, Roper J. Well, actually, in in college, most people they thought like my last name or something was Roper because everyone called me Rope, and like no one actually knew my first name. Like pretty much See, all through college, I didn't know your first name for like fucking six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was introduced yeah. to him all those decades ago, it was as Roper. I'm like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Right. No, I, da- I dated chicks who thought my name was actually Rope or Roper. <coughs> yeah, they do. You always be rope cheesy to me. Yep. <laughs> Word nice. up. Rope cheesy. So, all right, yeah. so now we know all about Roper J and the history uh, behind the name. So buckle up, Roper J, because you're taking the full ride with the Angry Masons, and it always starts with some wacky news. Our first story comes from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, oh, Oklahoma, boy. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Thank you. I was setting you up for that. I'm glad you, you followed through. Well, guys, two former detention officers and their supervisor were charged <laughs> Monday <laughs> after an investigation found that four inmates were subjected to, quote, inhuman discipline in an attorney visitation Wait, room of the inhuman jail. Inhuman or inhumane? Because there is a difference. There's definitely a difference. <laughs> in the article, it says inhuman. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty bad. Yeah, which look, they have, like, that's... extraterrestrials fucking with them, or... Maybe. Well, the it's a level book? of torture out of this world. <laughs> well, the inmates were forced to stand the entire time, hands cuffed behind them and secured to the wall. And worst of all, on a loop, they played this. Over and over and over again for hours at a time. What's wrong with that? (laughs) I was just jamming out to it while you were playing it. Damn. 
Roper, well, Roper would be immune to that fucking harsh treatment. Well, I think it's clear to all of our listeners that none of us have children. <laughs> Especially <laughs> young children. No. It's true. Yeah, this is true. But, like, were these, like, the world's worst, like, hardened international fucking terrorists, criminals, fucking, like, skin people alive kind of shit? I mean, that is inhuman. Yeah. Let's check someone to that. <laughs> Well, you see, the investigation uh, confirmed that um, the guards put, quote, undue emotional stress on the inmates who are most likely already suffering from physical stressors. So get this, though. The three three men are named Gregory Cornell Butler, Christian Miles, and Christopher Hendershot. A sinister name if I've ever heard one. Break out that family tree. (laughs) No, it's... Probably a relation of mine. Mm-hmm. I would claim mm-hmm. it then. <laughs> Street cred. It's one of your relatives over there torturing people with Baby Shark. How dare you, sir? It's only because he's in Oklahoma. If we're, you know, if we're trying to cover for him. Nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dick. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> what kind of uh, penalty do you think they get for torturing prisoners with Baby Shark? None. Um, Roper <laughs> likes it. He does. He's, he's like a fucking wreck time for him. That ain't torture, baby. <laughs> I like repetitive things. Well, then you'll love this show. Because oh. we never give up a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, motherfucker. Uh, as soon as we have a good bit, we're going to run that into the ground. Yeah. And if you, as soon as you recognize it, please let us know what that good bit is or was. <laughs> Yeah, so that we can repeat it (laughs) ad nauseum. Our next story comes from Jolly Old England. Now, we have in the past established quite clearly with scientific evidence, dogs are out to murder you. Yes. (laughs) That is a truth or two. Yep. But apparently, they're not the only quadruped out there intent on the demise of the human race. Because just recently, a 17-year, actually a 72-year-old man in England died after being charged by a herd of cows. What? Ah, A stampede (laughs) of cows. God damn! Like, how do you fucking get stampeded by cows now nowadays? I'm gonna say that motherfucker forgot what he had in his pocket. Some grass? Something. Apparently the man was with a companion when the cows charged across a field. Uh, He was not fast enough to escape and was trampled uh, by the cows and pronounced dead at the scene. Damn. Damn, they got his girl, bro. (laughs) Now, what do you think he did to deserve that? Was he really fucking with those cows? Did they find out what was going to happen to him? I'm thinking, what did the woman look like he bought? (laughs) Over there, that made the cows do this. And did I'm thinking save... it's sexual. That's what I'm thinking. Did this other person save themselves by like pushing this guy down? So he's like the speed of a. <laughs> hey, check who got the insurance policy. <laughs> Not only uh, was he killed by the cow, but it is actually the country's second fatality cow-related fatality oh, in just two weeks. Goddamn, those cows are on a fucking mission, they bro. Are. Yeah. It's a rampage of cows over in England, so just watch out. See, fuck all them PETA people. You think you've got to protect all these animals and shit. Yeah, the dogs were bad enough. The cows are huge. They can just step on you. Fuck y'all PETA people. 
Our next story comes from Dallas, Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, Ryan. You fucking ha. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, when I was a kid, one of my favorite movies was Willy Wonka. And, uh, you know, everyone knows the story behind that, uh, where young Charlie Bucket uh, is given the chance to win the keys to the candy factory. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I referenced that earlier in the show. I got a golden ticket. Remember? We just yes, did you did. Yeah. It was like foreshadowing. <laughs> it was. It's clever of you. Literary device. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, the man behind the name Jelly Belly is hosting a series of treasure hunts around the country before he retires. Anyone who participates could be eligible to search for the ultimate treasure, a key to one of his candy factories. That's pretty fucking sweet, literally. Yeah, it is. It is. I'd take a fucking candy factory. That sounds awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, it does. Roper, what would you do with a candy factory? Um, Sell it for money. Oh, you see, I thought you'd make a bunch of dick-shaped confectionaries. What? Oh, dick-shaped why confectionaries. Would I... <laughs> why would I do that? I don't know, for novelty? Someone's <laughs> like... You're really bursting Ryan's bubble here. <laughs> well, I mean, someone's already done that. I'm sure there's plenty of dick-shaped candies out there. Yeah, Ryan. Let's get real. I mean, you have to do Sorry. something new. Yeah. Two dicks. Mm-hmm. Like, I like <laughs> some candy taint. I bet no one's oh. thought of doing that. Oh, that no. is honestly See? that yeah. is that's taffy taint. Right there. Oh there my go. god, taffy taint. taint. Yep. Yep. Chocolate taint. Write this down <laughs> along with the screenplay. Someone Just so you know, Rober, anything that uh, occurs on this podcast is owned by the Angry Masons. <laughs> LLC. I think I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's recorded. He can't take it back. Write that down, Ryan. We're gonna be rich. Yep. Chocolate. Uh, I don't have. Hold on. Do I have that? You know, well, <laughs> exactly. <go back. laughs> Well, here's the problem. Those who wish to participate in this contest need to pay an entry fee of about $50 to receive a clue in their state, and and the treasure hunt is limited to just 1,000 participants. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like someone wants $50,000. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, you win a key to it, and it's padlocked, and you get there, and it's just a bunch of old rusty equipment and an old dilapidated warehouse or something, and they just made away with $50,000 in cash. If there is a key... Then you're on the hook for the taxes. And, mm-hmm. you still got and then you wake up in a bathtub covered in ice, missing a kidney. Oh, wow. We know how this goes. And all you have to show for it is some fucking perineum candy. Taint Taffy. Yeah. Taint Taffy. Taint Taffy. Angry taffy. Masons present Taint Taffy. How about Taint Flavored Taffy? Mm-hmm. It'll put it'll, our taints yeah. in your mouth. It'll come in a cod piece. Mm-hmm. Here's our taint. Put it in you. Oh. Ew. Very sensitive. Our next story comes from London. And actually, it's a British wildlife park. Well, guys, you see what's been happening since COVID. A lot of people have been spending a lot more time at home. And a lot of those people have pet parrots, and they've discovered (laughs) parrots are a pain in the ass. And they've handed them over to the wildlife park. So the wildlife park suddenly has a whole lot of parrots. And these particular parrots are African gray parrots named Eric Jade Elsie, Tyson, and Billy. They were given to the park from five different owners within the same week and shared a quarantine facility together before being placed on display. Who names a parrot Billy? The fuck kind of imagination is that? What is short for William? Oh, What would you name your parrot? Um, Dick Nuts. (laughs) Dick Nuts? (laughs) Got these nuts? I was thinking Ted, maybe. (laughs) 
Well, okay. yeah, that's a lot better than Billy. Good job. <laughs> My first cat was the name Sam. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What about the second cat? They wouldn't let me have another one. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go all fucking. You didn't go all Lenny from, from a mice and Lenny. But we know what you did with Sam. <laughs> Well, fellas, the uh, park was happy to get these birds and put them on display to the public. Unfortunately, things went downhill quickly. It turns out the uh, five parrots have been removed from public view because, (laughs) uh, well, the venue's chief, Steve Nichols, says, quote, it just went ballistic. They were all swearing. We were a little concerned about the children. I get called a fat twat every time I walk past. (laughs) This is fucking Billy's fault. Oh, my gosh. From all those jokes. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Nichols said, went on to say, they literally, within a very short period of time, starting start swearing at each other. Oh, Fuck great. off is the most common one. Oh, it's a very yeah. easy one for them to learn. But the birds will utter anything you can think of. Hey, who's not going to want to utter fuck off? I mean, I say that like how many times a day? Like 45, 50. At least. If Ryan owned a parrot, it would say shit cunt at least five times a day. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our next story, you know, Ryan, we have a lot of stories about people doing things to food that maybe they shouldn't do. Oh, too many. <laughs> too many. Like, too many fucking stories about that. <laughs> like, we earned, we learned several times that never eat food prepared by students. No. no. Oh, no. God, no. This is going to be <laughs> Fuck, no. And then we also learned uh, not to eat food prepared by teachers. Oh, no. 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 Buckhamshire, England. Uh, you might want to reconsider ordering Domino's because they're investigating after a pizza delivery driver was caught on camera rubbing a customer's food on his crotch and then handing over the order. How do you rub a pizza on a crotch? Take it out That'd of the box. Flexible. Yeah, you place it on the hood. You start getting <laughs> shit up on there. <laughs> yeah, actually, in England, um, that apparently they deliver pints of ice cream uh, along with pizzas. Um, what? Whoa. And as the delivery driver was approaching the door, uh, they had one of those ring cameras, and they saw him rubbing the cold <laughs> ice cream pint on his crotch. No, oh. I don't even care anymore. Why does Domino's deliver ice cream here? God damn it. <laughs> That's your takeaway from this? That's I can get ice cream from a pizza away. place? Yeah, the fuck, man? This is America where ice cream should be delivered. I thought the guy was humping the pizza, but he was humping the ice cream. Like, I thought maybe he was, like, putting the breadsticks up his ass. <laughs> well, did he put his dick actually in the ice cream? I mean, he was no, on the outside. Cold. Who cares? He was on the outside. <laughs> would you still, so you would have no problem eating the ice cream. If he was rubbing it on his crotch. If there's no penetration, if there's no penetration, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> Maybe he was just trying oh, to ice awesome. up his cock. I don't know. Maybe he had uh, throbby balls or something. Plus, they have different standards in Europe. That's true. You know what? Roper's convinced me. This is a non-story. Eat the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not like a hole in it. Cunts. <laughs> Goddamn Domino's. <laughs> want to deliver me salad? I want a fucking salad. salad. What's fucking ice cream? Lava crunch cakes. Fuck you. Ice cream, motherfuckers. Oh, jeez. Listen. Well, our final story Mr. Domino's. comes from Florida. Oh. Oh. 
Florida man. That's my jam. Yup. Florida man. Back, baby. He's trying to get his life back together. Florida man. Fittingly enough, this next story comes from Fort Myers Beach, Florida, and it's about a Florida woman. Say what? The Florida woman is accused of causing $300,000 in damages to a condominium while Mm -hmm. high on meth and armed with a knife and a fire extinguisher. (laughs) (laughs) You know, girl stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Friday night in Florida. (laughs) According to Lee County Sheriff's Office, 32-year-old Autumn Fields chased a victim with a knife and a fire extinguisher before pulling the fire alarm inside the Lover's Key Beach Club condominiums. The fire alarm activated overhead sprinklers and saturated the hallways of nine floors of the condominium with water. Damage is estimated to be over 300 grand. God damn. (laughs) You don't bring girls back to your condo unless you know they can handle their oh, mess. Especially if their name is Autumn Fields. <laughs> I know. It's, that's not the real majestic. name. No, that's no, a stripper name. Oh, for sure. That's a stripper name. Uh, it actually here has a link to her mugshot. And Can't. let's just say Autumn Fields is, is living a little rough. I the mess is taking its toll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it uh, has been taking its toll for quite some time. Oh. She is 33 years old and looks to be in her 50s. Yes. That is uh, the fate of a lot of Florida women. Yeah, it is. It's sad. Just trying to get her life back together. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting for equality. That's right. Actually, I live in the uh, capital of Florida for meth and crack whores. (laughs) Lake Worth. Oh, yeah. So was that like a big plus for you when you decided to move there? Yeah, they have it on the sign when you're coming into the city. It's a, it's a big Welcome draw. All crack for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't have to drive to the bad part of town to find one because you're already there. Yeah, it's all the bad part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we've we've witnessed it. Oh yeah, we went into. Yeah, you guys have seen the, the action. The ratchet ass publics in Lake Worth. Oh man, it's great. Hey, don't know. Oh. Don't talk about. <laughs> oh, I like it. It puts a little spin on it. It's like an adventure. It's fucking. It's the grimiest <laughs> publics I've ever been to. It's not me? grimy. They keep it clean. It's it, just the it, people are grimy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember different. the lady that was in front of us at the checkout line? It's like 10 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. She turns around, looks at us. She goes, I'm fucking drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Thanks for well, letting man. me know, lady. Oh, yeah. She was having like trouble getting the money out of her purse. <laughs> she just looks at us. Like, I think you were behind me. She's like, I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> it's like a Sunday morning. Day drinking doesn't count unless you start in the AM. No, oh, hell no. It doesn't count in Florida. No, it's not a thing. It's just drinking. Yeah. It's... All right. Well, that's it for Wacky News today. Let's move on and talk about a little bit of football. Fellas, uh, our favorite topic of in football in the NFL is always the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And as usual, they've stumbled out of the gate this year uh, with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick 
well, sometimes he looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sometimes he looks like Fitzmagic. But the question is, how long do they wait, fellas? Is, think, is, it, is it two a time yet, or do we let him sit all year? I think you missed the Shitzpatrick yes. form as well. <laughs> Shitzpatrick. Yeah, we saw I say you too. sit him until you're a, you start Tua when we have like a two-game stretch against a couple of shitty teams. But until then, you let him, you know, kind of sit there and learn a little more. Yeah, I agree. So I don't I, think the offensive line is good enough right now to put him in too bad of a situation. I agree. And he hasn't been hit full contact yet since that hip injury. Yeah. I said let him sit all year. There was no preseason. There was no training camp. Let him let him watch all year. Make sure he's t- so – he'll be totally healed from this injury. I yeah. mean, I think at best this team is a seven-win team. I don't think oh, putting Trois in there is <laughs> – Seven bad. teams. I don't think that's a seven, seven wins. No. Come on, dude. Really? They I'm won five like last five. year. I think that's – Well, yeah, but they didn't – well, yeah, I guess so. And, it's but, true, but they have a harder schedule this year for some reason. But to me, I expect yeah, that they're still up. in the process. When Flores took over, he's like, it's going to be a couple years. He's like, I'm going to rebuild the offensive defensive line. Yeah. Now, I wasn't expecting anything until like maybe next year and the year after. Yeah. Well, if you trade away all your talent except for like one person, it's going to yeah. take four, three, four years yeah, exactly. before yeah. you're even average. I know they can still get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> okay, did Sammy from Miami pick Miami to win the or make it to the playoffs this year, like he does every year? You know, I can't listen to his nonsense ever since he thinks that Madden Twenty One is a perfect game that needs no fucking changes whatsoever. So he's the world's biggest corporate shill. Yeah, it's oh, unbelievable. I'm pretty sure he takes paychecks from EA. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Well, uh, so I agree with you, Roper. It's smart. Let him sit. Uh, let him learn from Fitzpatrick. And, you know, who knows? Our luck might be poor. And who, if, does Fitzpatrick even make it through the season? You know, maybe uh, something happens. Tua is just one step away from stepping in anyway. But let's not, let's yeah, not rush it. Let's hope that he doesn't learn too much from Fitzmagic. Because <laughs> half of his game is stuff you don't want to learn. Well, yeah, yeah. He, he needs to learn the attitude. Maybe uh, he needs yeah, to the, learn how to work like, hard, how to look at the film, yeah. but not actually yeah. go out there and just throw the ball to whoever. Not that on either team. Yeah, and no, yeah. don't try to grow that beard either. That's I like the beard. Oh God, no. beard off. No. I like the beard. Well, Tua needs about ten years before he can attempt to try to grow that beard. It might take him ten years to grow it. <laughs> it, it just out, might. It's you just see, Ed Reed. Yeah, that's what happens when if he would try to grow a beard. <laughs> so that's what's going on with the Dolphins. Uh, let's see. Their next game is actually on the road against the 49ers. I think we all can agree, even though the 49ers are really in a bad shape right now due to injuries. Uh, it's unlikely the Dolphins go into San Francisco and pull out a win. Yeah, they've already getting some of those players back. Kittle's back, so they're getting some of those. I think Kittle alone could get 150 yards against the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, without I, I Janine Garoppolo. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, who's their backup? I don't remember the dude's name. They had to use two backups this last week because they were yeah. both so bad. They kept they, switching them back in and out. Yeah, that's some Steve Spurrier shit right there. No, it's like they're just lacking. Yeah, you know, they're just trying to yeah. get something going in the past. Like one guy will throw two picks, and they'll 
put the other guy in, he'll throw a pick, and that was it. Well, uh, other news, uh, big news in the NFL, of course, has been the impact of COVID uh, on the league. And that seems to be centered right now in Tennessee, where the Titans have had a whole bunch of players uh, test positive. They've already had their game with the Steelers rescheduled for later in the year. And now they could be at risk of uh, having to miss the game against the Bills this weekend, as even more players have uh, have tested positive. And the rumor is they have really been breaking a lot of the COVID rules. What do you mm-hmm. think the NFL is going to do with the situation? Sorry, Tennessee. You're going to have to fucking give up some fucking games to forfeit because you can't follow the goddamn fucking rules. It's Hell not yeah. that hard. Everyone else is doing it. Typical Tennessee. And it sucks because they, they the Titans started off pretty well this year. Yeah. So then to go in and maybe have to forfeit one or two games – uh, could really hurt their chances. I blame Ryan Tannehill. I I blame kissing. <laughs> I blame kissing cousins. <laughs> yeah, I blame Ryan Tannehill. Well, I'm sure Buddington is crying somewhere. Uh, you know, and which reminds me, uh, he's getting on a plane tomorrow, guys, Ooh. and uh, taking off on for an on location, his first on location assignment. So watch for that. But I'm sure he's very upset oh, right now. Because the news is COVID has struck the Patriots. Cam Newton has tested positive, and now uh, so has Stefan uh, Gilmore. Yep. Um, Stefan Gilmore, huh? Well, I don't hope anyone has a bad time with with it. Even Stefan Gilmore. Actually, though, they got screwed on that one because you look at uh, the Titans; they just postpone the games till later so they got more time yeah. to prepare and then they didn't do they didn't give them a week of to get cam back for the patriots so they had to play without their quarterback well for sure and the nfl is gonna have it's gonna be difficult for them i think at the end of the year as you can't like put off every game like no. they're gonna start overlapping on the bye weeks and the games will have to be just canceled or not played, and then they'll be... Well, I mean, who could have predicted this? Oh, wait, yes. Millions of people. <laughs> Millions of people predicted this. So, so what are they going to do at the end of the season when some teams maybe didn't get to play all their games? You know, like... Percentages. How do you figure out they'll seeding? They'll have to go to winning percentages, I would yep. think. That's what they did in baseball. Yeah, when there wasn't um, an equal number of games played. They just had to go to the winning percentage. If they don't, if they don't make them forfeit, it could actually help out the um, Titans more than any of the other teams that only got like one guy or or one guy out for COVID. Yeah, yeah like for the Steelers, then they've got to play like thirteen straight weeks now without a without yeah, a. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't even do anything wrong. Yeah, the Titans should yeah. not be rewarded for this fucking shit ass. No, it's just kind of the way it plays out. Well, uh, the rumor is that um, while they were in the midst of this COVID outbreak, the players uh, held a secret practice at a local high school football field, uh, violating, of course, the uh, league mandate to separate social distance and quarantine. Uh, And the the team may be facing a, quote, Mm -hmm. historic penalty uh, for doing that. You know, it's so unlike the Patriots to break rules. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that was the Titans. That was the Titans. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm yeah. looking at you hating, Paul. I was yeah. hating them. I yeah, was hating because the Patriots were taping that secret. Yeah, I, know. I just assumed that they were cheating too. 
No, but they were cheating when Belichick guys. sent Stephon Gilmore over to uh, give a hug to Patrick Mahomes. There you go. Oh, biological yep. warfare now. Yep, that is. Damn. That is biological. So warfare. hang your head in shame, Buddington, yeah. wherever you are. Go hug Pat Mahomes. <laughs> hug him up, boy. So let's talk about something just a, a little more upbeat, and that would be the Florida Gators. So, fellas, uh, Florida Gators, NFL's not the only uh, football back. Florida Gators are actually playing, and they've started off strong this season, defeating Ole Miss 51-35, and then South Carolina 38-24. The offense looking very strong. The defense, maybe not as much. What do you think? This is uh, this is unexpected of a Todd Grantham defense. It is. i got to say that probably the easiest – spot as far as offense and defense to get playing together well is the defense so i'm kind of kind of empty about you know and i wonder if it's sort of reflective of a trend in football and specifically the sec all the sec defenses even last year was just giving up a ton of points how many points alabama gave up to lsu you know what i mean like it's not something you expect the from SEC is, defenses. The talent is all, and even on Alabama, Georgia, Florida, it's on the offensive side of the ball as yeah. opposed to like maybe five years ago when there would be more talent on the defensive side. Speaking of offensive talent, Kyle Trask, you know, perennial backup, now has Kyle Pitts to throw to. Ooh. Kyle to Kyle, hell yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm down for that man on the mm-hmm. action. Wait, what? I'm very excited about the offense. Wait, they're they're looking good. I haven't seen this good of a passing offense in Florida for for quite a while. And Kadarius Tony has really stepped up his game. He was just all flash, but now yeah. he is substance with flash. Um, I don't know if you saw it against South Carolina, but he took that pass over the middle of the field and then just outran everyone, everyone. on the South Carolina Gamecock team. Into the end zone. And the Gators have looked good in these first two games when there's other powerhouse teams that have struggled out of the gate. Oh, absolutely. Like, so, first off, Big 12, joke. 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 ACC. Always. One team. One team. One team. Maybe, what do you, I don't know, what do you think, the Canes can fucking upset Clemson? I mean. No. They're going to be exposed. <laughs> They're going to be exposed oh. so badly. It will be a true test of, of, of is this a really a good offensive line? Because that was yeah. what their weakness was last year. Yeah. Or, it, you know I mean, is it solid like it was that they showed in the past couple of games? But who they played is not a measure. This will be a true test. Uh, one thing controversial is, uh, you know, before the old Miss game, the team was kneeling, and, uh, you know, a lot of people had some issues with that. What, in the South? I don't believe that. Well, you know, Dan, I actually have some thoughts on that. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. If you claim to be a Gators fan but take issue with their moment of unity prior to the old Miss game, you're not really a fucking Gator, you saggy titted bitch. They weren't kneeling during the anthem or disrespecting a flag. They were showing solidarity and recognition of a system that does not work for everyone. If you take issue with an inspiring show of brother and sisterhood, then not only are you not a gator, you're not much of a fucking person. 
So go. Get. Get out of the Gator Nation. Never come back because we don't fucking want you and you won't be missed. Don't let the door hit you on the way out because we don't want your flabby ass prints on our door. And that's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the Angry Masons. I think that was well said, Ryan. I agree completely. Thank you. Thank you. You can't talk to these people about anything. There's no reasoning. Yes. That that was not Ryan trying to be reasonable, so I don't think that's okay. Yeah, no, sometimes you just have to speak their language, which is, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, but you used used a few big words there. I think you lost them at that, (laughs) like, more than two syllables. Oh, was it the saggy-titted bitch? (laughs) Oh, no, they understood that part. (laughs) Once you start talking about systemic and, like, this, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, They don't know what that's all about. Oh, they do. Checking (laughs) out. (laughs) All right, fellas. Well, if we're going to be talking about Florida teams, then we also got to talk about a different sport, and that is the Miami Heat. And so to do that, we're going to have to catch up with our basketball correspondent, Jake. Welcome back, the Angry Masons basketball Guy, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Dude, best that's really good. Ever. Yeah, we're keeping He's a that. Guy. Yeah. He does basketball. Basketball guy. His fuck. name is first name and then Our last correspondent, name. Correspondent Jacob. God damn it. How are you, Jacob? Welcome back to the show, Jacob. Man. Thanks for Hello, the intro. Jake. I'm doing great. <laughs> How are you? Jake, after that, we're story. doing great because <laughs> we're doing great because the Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals. That's good. No one believed that it could hey, happen. Jake, you have a great radio voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he has a sexy voice. That's why we keep him around as our we NBA make, correspondent. We, make, we would make a very good uh, morning radio show. What would our morning radio show? Uh, our, we would, which one of us would be the animal? And which one of us would be the uh, whatever else? Oh, I like think the... Roper's oh, more feral. The, yeah. yeah. Over sure. yeah. The untamed. Absolutely. 100%. He's a nature boy. Fuck yeah. The terrible and untamed. Well, one of us has to be an animal. Like it's the gator and the untamed or something like that. <laughs> What's a scary animal? An aardvark? There you go. <laughs> yes. The trucker and the aardvark. Yo, boom. I will fucking check that shit out. Okay, so Tyler Hero, just a tip or balls deep? Um, well, it just depends on what kind of shot it is. Uh, I don't is it know. A bank shot? Is it a dunk? I don't. I... If it's a dunk, we don't have a choice. That's balls deep. <laughs> or maybe that's a three pointer. No, a three pointer is balls deep because it's a long shot. And it's going all the way in. A dunk well, no, is also I, balls deep. You know I what? They're the all balls deep. Definitely. The, I feel balls the, deep. the dunk Finally. is balls deep. Okay. Yeah. Got For it. sure. Wait, am I supposed to be serious? Or am I supposed to actually just <laughs> say balls deep as many we, times as humanly possible? We were going to try to be serious. And then this happened. So, um, <clears throat> all right. So, 
Ooh, NBA Miami right. Heat in the finals. They weren't they maybe weren't expected to be there. No. Uh, give us your take how they got there and the chances of winning. Um well they got there for sure based off of um being a good team. Uh they they actually play well together. They all have confidence that they're all going to do their job, which most teams I don't know if I don't even know if most teams understand their individual roles where the heat seem to excel in that knowing their role and performing uh executing and doing that the entire game not just in uh stretches um when they got to the bubble i think that their great coaching actually showed because they removed guys from the lineup who just weren't going to be contributors in the postseason uh, guys like Myers Leonard, who played about 15 to 20, maybe 25 minutes a game during the regular season, they're not. He he wasn't supposed to play at all in the playoffs because he's just a minutes eater. All he is is basically we don't want to burn Bam out of bio out during the regular season. So here's Myers Leonard, 20 minutes of Myers Leonard, so we can get to the playoffs. Once they finally got to the playoffs, they were like, here we're gonna stick our best five in the starting lineup. Myers Leonard, you get to go sit on the end of the bench and flex whenever somebody makes a dunk. And, uh, I mean, honestly, I would have been happy if this team would have just won in the first round. I thought I thought they were a team that was probably good enough to get to the second round and give Milwaukee a test. And they're one of the greatest overachieving teams in the history of basketball at this point. Um, it's, it's, it's really... It's as simple as that. I mean, they, they, yeah, they've exceeded expect. Honestly, I really believe they exceeded expectations oh, by for sure. winning multiple games in the second round. And I just thought bubble, that I thought they were going to lose to Milwaukee. The bubble is the perfect, uh, like the perfect kind of storm for the Heat. Yeah, you know, what for I mean? sure, like they're a, a mentally strong like, team. And a player like Jimmy Butler was demanding that everyone practice the way he's practicing. And perform, I actually picked them to go to the finals. That's Before the playoffs started, good pick, good foresight to see. Because of Butler, I it. yeah, I, I underestimated Jimmy. I mean, I I liked the team the whole year. They played really well. They were a, a completely different team from last year, um, not just personnel wise, which they they are, but also uh, men- mentality. Like they have that Pat Riley, Eric Spolster kind of mentality. They're they're going to be tough. They're going to be hardworking, and they're going to basically maximize their skills whereas last year they had Hassan Whiteside and Dion Waiters uh, literally bums yeah just <laughs> guys who just were negative and I'm not saying it's true I'm not saying it's not true but one of them might have taken a huge shit in the locker room and hit it somewhere and that's probably why the team sucked so bad because they were all looking for the shit wow that was Dion Waiters there you go there you go. He probably he took, took a, a bunch of gummy, um, yep. psychedelic gummy worms. <laughs> yeah, he oh fuck yeah. And he was taking a shit everywhere. Oh, DNA. But really, at fourth quarter, if you have a guy like Butler, who can just either through defense or setting other people up or scoring himself, he's a closer. You know, he's got yeah. the balls to go out there and clutch. Yeah, nothing's gonna bother him. That's right. He's he's just met. You know who he reminds me of? Not like his actual game, but but his role and what he ends up doing. He reminds me of Reggie Miller because Reggie Miller wasn't really like a superstar, like a Jordan 
or a Carl Malone or a Barkley or an Elijah no, Warren. Now, Reggie but, Miller was an extraterrestrial from outer space. Am I, that's am right. I <laughs> that's right. He had those ears that literally were Wi-Fi and they could connect to the spaceship and take him out of here. But he also was one of those guys. He, he like His career points per game average is somewhere like in the teens. It's like 18 points a game. He was never – like his numbers never said superstar. But once he was in the playoffs, all he had to do, just get get him to the playoffs – and he's going to will his team into wins yeah. that he shouldn't have. He competed with Michael Jordan. He was never as good as Michael there Jordan. Was, there was a few years, though, that his points per game were really high. Sure. And I think it yeah, got but diluted, like if, if you it look got at diluted like the, over like a 18, 19 year career where like the last five years you're getting like 12. That's right. I think his last year he actually went up. Like he was on this downward trend, like where he would like 12, nine points. And then like yeah. his last year. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, he was like 15 points a game. So as mm-hmm. of uh, recording, the um, the Heat right now are down three to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's throw it to the panel here. Um, what do you think the odds are that they can come back? Um, and if if they don't come back, what do you what do you see as their opportunities for next year? Zero percent. Zero percent chance to win the the series. Yeah, no, you don't go down 3-1 against a team with two of the top five players in the league, you know, unless, you know, they get jumped and both their legs broke and him and LeBron and Anthony Davis. <laughs> so you're saying there's, there's a chance that we might, you know, actually be able to help yeah. out in this. Right. <laughs> Wait, first 2-2 or 2-3 or, or, or something like that, yeah, I'd give him a shot, but you don't go down 3-1 to LeBron like that. He's, he's not going to have that. Yeah. I'd agree. The only thing that that's left is uh, somebody with nothing to lose in a crowbar. Uh, yep. <laughs> so that would be me, but I don't have a car to get up there, so, or I would have uh, done it. I only have a machete. So. And if you would have had uh, a car, you would have had something to lose. So that is exactly. Work. Yeah. But yeah, so I Jake, I don't see LeBron losing. LeBron's uh, an incredible player, and and he's got a top five player as his teammate. So I don't see I don't see him losing the series. But Jimmy Butler did have an awesome quote. He didn't say he said this isn't a win or go home game. It's a win or win game. I'm like, oh, man, that's oh, awesome. That's sure. a crazy. No, I love his quotes. Like you can't yeah. get him to say anything soft. No, he's like he's just going to come right out and he don't care about triple doubles. He doesn't care about any of that, man. He just wants to go out there and get it. it that game three was sport, nuts, though. That's the teammate. Yeah. That game three where he had a 40-point triple-double was probably the best ever in the playoffs. Yeah, it was legitimately one of the best playoff games of all time. And in in a moment where you had to have something like that. So, Mm -hmm. hey, at least they won the Jimmy game, you know. They they, basically, if they're to win any more games, someone else has to maybe not have like a 40-point triple-double, but just someone has to have their game. Like, you know, Bam maybe, has to have his game. No, or maybe so, another uh, so Tyler Hero. Exactly. Another game for Tyler Hero. That game that he had against uh, Bob. We got to give Robinson a couple more years to toughen up and, yeah. you know, because right now he just shoots. I mean, he can't play defense. He's he can't really pass that well. Game, he's yeah, I mean, but he just – you can tell when he gets the ball, if he doesn't have the shot, he just hesitates and mm-hmm. doesn't quite know what – he's not confident to do anything else with it. And his defense is terrible. Oh, it terrible. is definitely a liability. But what a great 
freaking season, even the playoffs, they were, they were, the rosters were heavily, you know, and all three of the other teams' favor, favors. Mm-hmm. Bucks had a stronger oh, yeah. lineup. Um, Boston had a more talented lineup. Obviously, the Lakers not even close. And like I guess yeah, like what what uh, Jacob was saying earlier is it does seem to come down to coaching. And who would have thought that you know years ago a uh, a video guy would become one of the best coaches in the NBA? Yeah, they used to call well, they have video to start bitch. somewhere. <laughs> hey, yeah, video yeah. bitch. <laughs> AV club. <laughs> That against Milwaukee, that they were gonna. I, I didn't think that they were gonna win that series. I mean, Giannis was by, is by far the best player. He's the he's the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year this year. So I thought, okay, Milwaukee's got a pretty deep team as well. They got a good coach. They should win. And Miami just. Ran, I mean, they almost swept them. That was as close to almost sweeping somebody as you get. And then Boston was the team I actually picked to go to the finals at the beginning of the season. I thought that Boston was. They have four guys who can legitimately be all-stars, and they have another guy who's on the all-defense team. But somehow Miami just won. They just kept beating these teams. Um, and, I mean, against the Lakers, it, it, it it's not going to happen because the zone defense that they were playing against Milwaukee and Boston, um, L.A. carved them up. Like, especially game one and two, I mean – LeBron knows what to do. He can he goes down near the baseline or he goes to the free throw line and he's the best passer probably in basketball right now or possibly ever. So he just gets the ball and collapses the zone and uh it's about that simple. He just makes one more pass and it's usually to Anthony you, you Davis. Know, it, it pains me to hear anything positive about LeBron since 2014. But um what do you think of uh, what do you think of their uh, their future going forward. I heard some, well, I read some article headlines saying that Miami is probably going to be one of the best free agent um, teams to go to. Yeah, for sure they are. Um, Bam Adebayo, even though he looks 48, he's 22 years old, and Tyler Hero is 20 years old, and Jimmy Butler is, I think, 30. Like, within the next few years, he's going to be still around as good as he is right now. Um, so, I, I mean, to be honest, if they had Giannis on this team right now, which is a lot to ask, I think it's everything to ask, but if they had a, a guy like that, it would, you know, at least talent-wise on paper, it would make the series even. But in reality, I think they'd beat the Lakers. Even with Goran Dragic, if Goran was healthy, I think that they would at least make this a six or seven game series. Um, so you can just uh, tell think, these. Oh, go ahead. What do you think the odds are of Giannis going to the heat? I've heard rumblings. Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, something to, I mean, like if you just look at how the NBA has been going, all the superstar players want to team up with other, either good players or in Miami's case, you know, a good organization. When Jimmy Butler came to Miami, there was no actual real super there, there's no superstar on the team. Like Bam made the all-star team this year, but he he wasn't anything that people were looking at that was going to be a star or all-star or any sort of breakout player. They thought maybe he was going to be a role player this year. Um 
but Jimmy Butler, his I, I think that he accelerated a lot of stuff. I think he made a lot of his teammates better. And um Damn, I just uh I, I think that their future is, is is as bright as any other team in the league. I mean, they just have good young players. Like Duncan Robinson's a young player too. They have uh, Duncan yes. Robinson. Jay Crowder's only like twenty eight or twenty nine, so they All can right. keep well, the uh, core of this team together. Well, let me but they can't if they get uh, if they go after one of these big players after they make a trade. They're gonna have to give up a lot of that talent. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of hoping they work through free agency, um, as far as adding people. I, I I think that there's a there's a couple guys they can kind of, um weed off of this team like Myers Leonard Kelly Olenek Derek Jones Jr I think that those guys they could probably do without them even though they like Olenek has played well in spots Derek Jones during the regular season was was fun to watch I mean he's one of the best dunkers in the game um but there's ways that they I mean like I think Iguodala is going to be a part of their team um at least for the next year um but I think that their best move is probably to go through free agency rather than, like you said, trading. Trading guys, I don't know if you'd really want to trade key parts of the team anyways. Like, who would you trade? You wouldn't want to trade Duncan Robinson or Hero or, or Bam or anything like that. You want you if want they, to team if, those guys up with the next star. If they trade away Tyler Hero, I'm going to cry. Like a, well, it's yeah, hard, right? In today's Tyler league, it's hard to get those free agents because, like, with Milwaukee, if he grumbles and it doesn't look like he's going to resign, they're going to have to trade him in midseason – and a team's not going to trade for him unless they're guaranteed that he's going to pay or sign a, a new deal if they're going to give up a lot to get him. So nowadays with everyone like, you know, forcing trades, it's a lot harder to get those big free agents to even be on the market. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 kind of hard to figure out what what your team can do when your when your top guy isn't really willing to commit long term. Because usually when you have a guy like in the in the mid aughts, uh, Kevin Garnett was one of those guys where he re-signed with Minnesota and gave them that commitment, and they never were really able to put the team around him. Uh, LeBron James' his first stint with Cleveland, uh, same thing. They just could not put well, think, real elite talent around him. And bad, yeah, they both had elite. bad management. I think we all have yeah. faith in what uh, Riley has done and can and will do in the future. But uh, let's exactly. uh, let's wrap up this segment. Um, just some quick final thoughts from our panel on the Heat overall. Um, hey, fuck you, Ryan. You don't get to tell us what to do. Whoa. Oh, damn. Yeah. Coming Jay, out I, swear to fu- I will slap your fucking tits off next time I see you. The ringworm, motherfucker. Back. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The ringworm and the scooter. Or what are they? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes to all of it. <laughs> All right, you wacky motherfuckers. Well, uh, thank you, Jacob, our basketball guy, for coming on and uh, giving your your hot take on the Miami Heat. Lots of hearts, man. Lots of hearts. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Big dicks in your asses. (laughs) Bad for your health. (laughs) That was fun. Jake's good people. He's a great basketball Guy. That guy knows a lot about basketball. Oh, sure. I'll tell you that. He is, he is he's the best great. basketball guy I know. The best hey, fuck you, man. Guy. Oh, damn. No no offense. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I only coached. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. 
That's true. You know, I don't think uh, I don't think Jake has any coaching. Yeah, Jake's not that great. And now that he's not here, I can say that. <laughs> listen, listen, hold on. Since before oh, episode ten, we had invited you to be on the Angry Maces podcast. Standing invitation. We even said, "Oh, you could be our basketball correspondent." Yep, that's what right. happened. You had to wait till episode down. fifty-three to come on here mm-hmm. and grace us yeah. with your presence. You had to play. Thank hard. you, by the way. He plays hard to get. You I don't deserve me, all right? I mean, just let me just put it right, right out there. there. <laughs> hard to get. Ryan was inconsolable for weeks, all right? And that's how you, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan knew what he had to do to get me to come on, and he wouldn't do it. Yeah. He's all like, yep. oh, but I don't do those kind of things. And I'm like, whatever. Yep. Ryan started masturbating furiously all week long to make up for That's it. what I was asking him to do. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't do it in front of me. I was, uh, remember, I was master hating. Remember that term? Yeah, that's I did. that is really right. Jerk off all right. angry and shit. Oh, master hating for sure. Put yourself in the balls. Oh, ah, damn it! I hate <laughs> me. Oh my god! Now we have taken a very dark turn. So, if anyone out there has any comments uh, for uh, Roper J or about Ryan master hating, then you can leave them on Facebook.com/slash The Angry Masons Podcast. You can always uh, send us an email: angrymasons at catlover.com. Uh. Maybe shout out on Twitter at Angry Masons. You really should, though, go to our website, www.angrymasons.com, and uh, make sure you check out our photo of Buddington uh, doing a cosplay as the Unicorn. Yes. (laughs) And Uh And, uh, hopefully we'll get some photos of him on site as well. And maybe uh, we can start that call-in part. (laughs) We're still working on that phone line. All right, all right. We're working on that. Meanwhile, you can download new episodes, soundcloud.com slash angrymasons, or check us out on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and of course, the mother of all podcast places, iTunes. Roper J, thank you so much for finally gracing us with your presence. And of course, sir, you are welcome back anytime. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, that makes me want him to have him back on even more. It's like he knows me. He's just pulling my strings. Your indifference is intoxicating. <laughs> uh, thanks again, Roper J. Yes, thank you, Roper. Yeah, yeah, good to see you guys, man. The man. <laughs> the man. <laughs> All right, so until next time, peace, everyone. See you. Later.